You know, the Lord wants to increase our, our hunger for Him. He wants to increase our hunger for Him. But if there's not, if there's not a desire to be in His presence, then there is something wrong with us. Yeah. There is something wrong. And uh, I encourage you to allow the Lord to... Again, it's that we don't fix ourselves. We allow the Holy Spirit to get in those places and say, What's, Why am I being hindered from entering in, God? Why am I being hindered from entering in? Is there, is there something that needs to be taken care of, healed? Do I need to forgive something? Do I, what do I need to do? So I, I, I encourage you. Um, you know, as we're in the middle of this fast, and I, however you're involved, however the Lord has told you to be involved, uh, I, know it's, uh, I know it's a fruitful thing. When, when you just set aside a little bit extra time and you set something else aside, you say, Lord, you're first. So I'm setting aside something important to me. Uh, you know, it may not be food, maybe something else. Something might be way more important than food to you. So it has nothing to do with food, and that's fine. It's however the Holy Spirit leads you. There's so many ways to... But it, it's, it's a... It's an act of, of, of laying something else down and saying, I'm, I'm setting that aside, Lord, because I think you're more important. You're more valuable. And uh, you know, when you, when you do that, I mean, here's the thing. You become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you. Uh, shut off the, the TV for two weeks. And instead of, instead of watching TV, you know, spend a little time in pr- extra time in prayer and worship. I'm hoping it's extra. I'm hoping that's normal. <laughs> I'm hoping we're all doing that anyway. But again, you know, you take that extra time and you know what happens? You begin, you're a little more sensitive. You're a little more, it's a little more quick that you can enter in or hear his voice. I mean, and that's, that's why you have those times of reset, you know, like we were talking about last week. You know, it's a, it's a reset. Fasting is, is a reset. Seasons of seeking God without fasting are sometimes a reset. I'm just saying, I'm going to take a little bit extra time. God, I'm going to set aside for you. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to listen to what you're saying to my heart. I'm not going to be in a hurry to get out of your presence. And, uh, you know, I know those, if, if you're a mom and have small children, that's a challenge. So, I, uh, so those of you that, don't, you know, it doesn't have to be long. <laughs> Grab that two minutes. <laughs> Grab that five minutes, you know, and, and say, Lord, I'm here. I've got five minutes. I think my kids will be quiet for five minutes, possibly. I don't, I don't know. You know, grab whatever time you have. Again, he's, you know, if you've got to be at your job all the time and focused on that, you know, focus on your job. But if you get five minutes, you know, it's where, where your heart runs. You know, where, where does your heart run when it's, got fr- when it's free, when it's not bound by something else? And so, man, just, just awesome time. You know, we, I, want, I want us to just continue to go for it as a church. I mean, we're, we're committed to, to just... To just going for God. You know, not, not every church is like that. And maybe not every church is called to that. I don't know. I'm not trying to judge another church. But, I mean, God has called us to just be one of those, one of those bodies that says, we're going after God. And we're going to allow Him to do whatever He does so He can, he can have His way in me. So, today, open your Bibles to Matthew 4.17. I better get preaching because... Uh, I feel like I already started the sermon singing. That's what happens when you when you know all week that you're going to lead worship on Sunday and preach. You kind of mix them together. So I did cheat on the last song. It wasn't like you know the worship leader didn't figure out what the guy was preaching. Uh, he already knew when he picked that song. Uh, 
I love it when, when it happens with Lisa or Josh or whoever else has been leading worship. It, that's so fun uh, when, you're, when you get to speak. But uh, that last song we sang is kind of what we're going to focus in. Today we're going to talk about reset and we're going to talk about reset kingdom. Last week, uh, who was here last week? Raise your hand. Just about everybody. Almost everybody. Okay, last week we talked about the idea of a reset, that you can start the year. Sometimes there's just a freshness in, you know, because it's a new year. We think of, hey, some new stuff. People do resolutions and all kinds of stuff. But uh, I just encourage you, if you needed a reset, just like you'd reset your computer, you would clear out the memory. You would start it all over where it can function exactly like it should. That's what we do with our spirits and our souls is where we reset them. And we talked about prayer. We talked about the power of prayer. You know, I've been, I've been trying to think of the picture in Revelation that I shared last week. You know, the picture where our prayers are in the hands of the elders and they're falling down before Jesus. And it says the incense of our prayers is going up before the throne of God. You know, I've been, when I've been praying, I'm, I'm trying to ask the Lord, like, let me picture that. You know, like, if that encourages you, like, picture that. Say, when I am saying this, this is, like, this is like on a golden altar right now going to the throne of God. And that encourages me when I pray. That encourages me when I'm asking God for something, when I'm seeking Him for something, when I'm, when I'm looking for direction. And so I encourage you that, you know, we want to reset our prayer lives, but today we're going to do reset and talk about the kingdom. Matthew 4 and 17, Holy Spirit, I invite you to open the Word of God, the Scriptures, as we read them this morning in Jesus' name. It says... This is right after Jesus has been tempted. He's, he's been baptized and, and filled with the Spirit. And then he goes into a 40 days of fasting and temptation and testing. So if you're being tested during your fast, well, you're just right along with Jesus, aren't you? You know, you start doing something for God and then all these other things try to rear their heads. So, hey, Jesus was there too. And then it says Jesus began to preach and he goes into the... Uh, to the land of Capernaum, and he begins to speak. And it says in verse 4, or chapter 4 and verse 17, it says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now remember, if you were here for Christmas and Advent, we talked about John the Baptist preparing the way. What was John the Baptist's message? He was the same one. Jesus stole John the Baptist's sermon. <laughs> I mean, he, it wasn't the first time that it had been preached. John had been talking about that. And we talked about the idea that, you know, repent, sometimes it's, it's a change of mindset, and sometimes that just reveals, in other words, look, hey, if you change your mind, if you repent, and you're going a different direction, you're going to see what's right in front of you. There's something of God, there's something good in front of you. That the kingdom always brings something good. That God has good things there in front of us. And sometimes though we have to repent. We have to change. We have to have a change of mind which changes my heart. Which changes my decisions to see that. Jesus comes and he's preaching the same message. I guess there's some people that didn't hear it. Have you ever heard me preach the same message twice? Probably so if you've been here long enough. Right? I've only got like ten sermons. I just cycle through them in a different way, you know. <laughs> So those of you who've been here, well, that's why, you know, bring new people in so they can hear them, okay? So that, you know, <laughs> like, hey, there's 10 great sermons. So, you know, Jesus is preaching this. He's saying, he's saying, look, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. So he's saying there's something going on when he's, you know, he's on earth now that something is, is, is different. 
You know, I think he's saying that wasn't happening before. So now the kingdom is here. Now there's, there's something here that wasn't here before. And in order for you to take hold of it and to realize it and to understand it and to experience, you've got to repent. And notice in those words it says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach this. Okay, he didn't do it just one time. I mean, those 12 disciples, they heard this several times, over and over again. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. They're hearing it over and over again. So they're probably, I mean, I don't know if the disciples were like, that's important or, you know, that must have been important if Jesus kept doing it. It was one of his main things, you know, it was his intro to every message. Hey, before I say anything else, you've got to repent for the kingdom's here. God is here. What is, what is the kingdom? What is the kingdom of heaven? What's the kingdom of God? Matthew uses the word heaven because it was written to Jews. And so he, they don't say, you know, they, they weren't at that time saying the name God. So they use kingdom of heaven. But it's the same thing. Just the communication to get the truth across. What, what's the kingdom of God? Anybody want to guess or you don't dare? <laughs> Where God's present. That's good. Wherever the king is, the kingdom is. What else? That's good. Very good. The, the, the territory. And it's, you know, it can be spiritual and in some ways physical. You know, the spiritual affects the physical. So kind of a, you know, just the, the place where God is doing his thing. What else? I'm looking for one more word. You're, these are all great. They're all part of it. Where God is the king. Where he rules. Basically the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of the king. Turn to Matthew 6.33. I mean there's so many scriptures about the kingdom. We're not going to do them all today. But this is the main one. Jesus is going the Sermon on the Mount. He has all these things and he's saying don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about clothes. Don't worry about how you're going to eat. You know, Don't worry about anything. And he says... 633, the famous verse, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. He says, though, he says something interesting. It doesn't just say seek the kingdom. It says seek it first. There's a, there's a priority that the kingdom of God must take in order for the kingdom to have its effectiveness in my life. You know, we're, we're not in a kingdom in the United States, right? We don't really understand that. Um, and there's a lot of countries even that have kings that probably don't understand it. But, you know, when we're in a democracy, so we all get a vote, right? You know, we want to vote for our leaders, and we're dis you know, if our leaders aren't the ones we want, we're like, ah, I, don't, I didn't vote for that guy, and all this stuff. You know, that guy's not the king, he's just the president. Or, you know, I've heard a number of things, I'm not trying to get into politics, but, you know, that's, that's our culture. We, we all want to have a vote, right? I mean, that's, that's American and probably Western culture. We want to have a say-so. In a kingdom, you don't have a say-so, <laughs> The only thing that matters in the kingdom is what the king wants. I see you, some of you are thinking about that. You're like, ooh. That's why 
Jesus, it can only be said this way, seek first the kingdom. Because if the kingdom is sought second, it's not the kingdom. That's not the kingdom of God. That's something else. The kingdom, you cannot have the kingdom present and it be second. Because wherever the kingdom is, the king is first. So when God is present in a situation of our lives and God shows up, the king shows up, then his rule is there, his power is there, his reign is there when his kingdom is first. That's why Jesus says, hey, repent. You've got to change. There's things that have to change. The kingdom must be first. And if the kingdom is first, what does that mean? The king is first. And I don't have a vote anymore. I lose all my rights. I've lost every single right to my own desires, my own agenda, my own ways of thinking. No, because I'm in the kingdom now. The only thing that matters is what the king says and what the king wants. Man, if we live that way, look, I'm not telling you like John's got it figured out. If you just be like me, no, I'm saying this is an invitation from Jesus to say, hey, seek this first. You know, we, we just want to say, I want to say, okay, God, I know you said that, but I'm going to talk to my wife, and I've got a couple friends I'm going to talk to, and just, you know, and I'm not saying we shouldn't seek counsel. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes we're not seeking counsel. We're seeking a second opinion. <laughs> I checked in with God, and, ooh, let me, let me check in with someone else. Honey, what do you think? Uh, let me find my good friends here. What do you think about that? That, you know, and if they're really... You know, clued into the Lord, what he ends up saying is they like point you back to him. Hey, what's the king saying to you? What did the king tell you? <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the king thinks. Because the kingdom of heaven is right here. The power, blessing, and benefit of the kingdom only really work when it's first. You know, I think I find myself sometimes in my life, I'm wanting the power of the kingdom to be at work when it's not first. It's up there. It's top three. You know, top ten. You know, my top ten list. God's on there. His kingdom. God says, look, I don't want to be on the top ten list. I'm on the only list. Number one. That's it. Then there is no number two. You know, on this list, I'm number one. Jesus says, seek first. And I need a reset in my life. Anytime I get off track, I need to hit the reset button and say, wait a second. If the king and the kingdom is not first in my life, I'm not seeking it first, then I am, I'm off track. I'm running the wrong program inside my heart or my mind. So I need to reset and erase that thing. I need to reboot. Because I need to have the kingdom first. I need to be seeking the kingdom. Kingdom priority releases kingdom authority. You know, if we're not lined up with the priority of the king and the kingdom, then we can't release the authority of the king and the kingdom. And the great thing about this kingdom is, is he's a loving king. He's a benevolent king. He's not a dictator. He is not harsh. He is not hard on us. He, gets, he says, look, you come into the kingdom and I'm first. And guess what? I raise you up and release you to do the work of the king. I release you to have the authority of the king. So you can speak things that are from the king and they happen. But, and it says, look, all these things are going to be added unto you. 
You know, if you have a need, are you seeking first the kingdom? If you're not seeking first the kingdom, it's not guaranteed that it'll be met in this verse. Jesus says, this is the way that all those things are added unto you. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness, which ties right in with who God is. We're righteous in Him because of Jesus Christ. So we're, we're depending totally upon Him and who He is. When you let go of control, you release power in your life to the King. Um, when you let go of control... <laughs> You release power to the king because he's he's a gentle, loving king. This king does not force himself into our lives. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to bring the kingdom. It doesn't matter what you think. It's coming inside right now in, in your life, Shane. No, it doesn't say that. Jesus says, hey, repent. It's here. In other words, it's an invitation. The kingdom always has an invitation to anyone. There's always an invitation. I believe there's always an invitation to have the rule and reign of God, the blessing of God, the presence of God in any situation. Sometimes we have to repent. Sometimes we have to say, it's not been first. You're a close second, God, but you're not first. So if he's second, he has to be first. Number one. Here's what happens. Uh, well, let's, re- let's just read this. We, we sung this song. You know, Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, and what does he pray? Matthew 6, 9, this is in how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now let's go to the end of Jesus' life. In, in other words, right before he's going to heaven, Acts 1 and 3 says this. I went out of order, Cooper, I'm sorry. And it says this, After his supper, suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days. And what was Jesus doing? He spoke about the kingdom of God. Man, that was an incredible 40 days. That was like the last, you know short semester with Jesus, you know, 40 days of, hey, this is, you know, the last things Jesus said before he was going to leave was he spoke about the kingdom and then he says, wait for the power of the kingdom. In other words, I'm going to send the spirit so that you can live in the kingdom, wait till you receive power from on high, and then guess what? You're going to be the representatives of the king in all the earth. And what happens when we seek him First, when we seek the kingdom first, is this. I've got a picture. You got the picture, Cooper? You're so awesome. Thank you, Corey, for doing this this morning. (laughs) Okay? Here's what happens in our life as we seek the kingdom first. What happens? See the crown? That's a throne and a crown in my heart, in my spirit. So when I'm seeking the kingdom first, the king is sitting on the throne of my heart. Now what happens when the heart of who I am, my spirit, is in submission to the king, then it influences my soul. My soul is the thing that gets off track, even as we're still Christians. As we're followers of Jesus, it can still kind of squirrel out of God's control sometimes, and it does its own thing. So our soul is our mind, our emotions, and our will. 
And so the king exercises his rule from our hearts when he's sitting on the throne through the word of God in our minds. What does it say? You know, we, we renew our minds by the word of God. You know, our emotions or our passions or our affections. He releases worship then that rules that area of our life. And I know that worship mixes the, you know, worship mixes will and emotions a little bit here. Because um, there's, there's the passion and there's also the desire. And what happened, what flows from the heart of one who has the, the king on the throne in their spirit, in their heart, it th- flows to our will of obedience and surrender. And that's what happens. And then, then what happens in our lives is, you know, the power of the kingdom is present in who we are, in all of who we are. In other words, not just on the far inside of our, our spirit, that our spirit is meant to be, our soul, excuse me, is meant to be ruled by our spirit, because that's where Jesus is king. And so when I seek first the kingdom, the king is on his throne, and he releases his authority through these th- are three of them that he releases his authority in our lives through. I want to talk a little bit about, we could talk all about those for a long time, but let me talk a little bit about worship. And I stole this from somebody I heard this past week, uh, a disciple of mine that was teaching on worship, worship leader John, John Vasquez. And they're talking about the, the, there's, there's several Hebrew words in the Old Testament that are used for praise or worship of God. Now there's one of them that's called Tehillah. Now Tehillah, what Tehillah literally means is it's a, a spontaneous song from the heart. In other words, you know those psalms where it says, sing a new song unto the Lord. You know, that's, that's kind of Tehillah right there. You know, when, when, the, when the people of God went, went past the Red Sea and it just says a worship time broke out, that was, that was Tehillah. Okay? And here, here's the difference between other forms of praise and worship, which are fine. There's ones that are, you know, there's halal and all the others that I don't remember right now. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're sometimes a little more structured, but this one is free. And it's the difference in this. Think about this. When you get a birthday card, there's two kinds of birthday cards you can get, or anniversary or whatever. You can get a birthday card where someone picks out a card... And, you know, it has all this fun stuff on it and says all these nice things. And then on the, at the bottom of the birthday card, that person signs their name. And you get the birthday card. You know, that's, that's one form of praise to God. That's like when we're singing a song, we've got the words up there. It's not a song I wrote. It's not a song that's coming from my heart. It wasn't from a time where I was with the king and he was singing his song over me. It was someone else's song and I signed my name to it. And said, yes, I want, I want to be involved in that. I mean, and we like getting birthday cards. Like, I'm, I appreciate those birthday cards, and sometimes those birthday cards have checks in them, so that's nice too, right? Um, let's not lie. We, we like that. Or, you know, or it's a card and it's attached to a gift or something. That, that's, that's great. But then there's, then there's those cards you get where you open them up, and there's some other words written, but then that person begins to write their own words. And they, you know... Maybe you only get these on your anniversary, not your birthday or whatever, but you know, I just love you and I, you know, I appreciate this about you and I see these amazing things in you. You know, those are the cards I hold on to. You know, I, I don't mean to be rude, but sometimes the card, if you just sign your name on a card, eventually, you know, 
the, that stack is one of the first to go, isn't it, Edie? You know, it just says a name, and it's, it's nice. Um, you know, I've got ones from my mom like that that I threw away. I mean, even though I want to remember my mom, but you know what? All she did was put love mom on there, okay? And it's like, well, that's cool. That's her handwriting, but, you know, there's other cards she wrote me that have her own words in them. And so when we give our tehillah, our praise to God, that's us saying, writing in God's card saying, here's how I feel about you. Here's how much I love you. Here's how much I worship you. you know? And that affects your, your affection, your passion. At, really, you know, as, as, you're, as you worship God, you know, and if you, I encourage you. And that's why, look, I, I intentionally do that when I lead worship. And I know Lisa's doing that and growing in that. But I intentionally say, it's time for you to sing out yourself. It's time because, man, God wants to hear your tehillah. He wants your personal card. You know, he wants your personal passion for him. I, it's great. There's all kinds of amazing cards that we can write by. That says, you know, I, I pick out a card. When I pick out a card for my wife, is she still in here? Oh, there she is. <laughs> I always like to, it's always better when she's in here when I'm talking about her. You know, men and women, I don't want to get too off track here. Men and women pick out cars differently, right? We understand that. Um, men, it's like you're desperate, okay? And you, you want a good card, but you don't, you don't necessarily want to take all day to pick out, you know, read through every card, right? Some of you men are saying, you're a liar. Don't speak on this. <laughs> And there's some men that are a little bit different, maybe. But look, it's, it's, it's like a, it's, you want, I want to get to the goal. I want the right card, and Lord, I want it quickly. I don't want to have to read through all the cards. And sometimes you find that card, but, but a woman will take through and read all the cards and make sure, right? You want to make sure it says exactly what it, man, all these ladies are like going, yeah, 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 okay? And maybe we should take notes and do that, but... Maybe men aren't supposed to do that, you know? Maybe we're supposed to be released from that burden upon us. <laughs> okay? But you know what? When I, when I do find a card, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you just give in, right? And you just have to buy a card. Let's just be honest. You're there. You don't want to have to go to Walmart, Target, and Walgreens, and wherever, and like, you know, I searched far and wide, oh, my love, and I found the perfect card because Midland only had one of them, you know? I would rather find a car that says something pretty close to what I want to say, and then what I like to do is hopefully there's a blank side and say, here's how I feel. Here's how I love you. And so it's good to learn from the cards that are out there. Sometimes they give us ideas and words. It's good to learn from the songs that are out there. But it's, it's even better when we go off the script and we talk to God and we sing to God and we tell him from our heart what's going on and you know what how we love him how how we worship him and so I, I encourage you develop that in your life you know instead of instead of just turning on the radio and singing the radio songs or the worship song I mean, or whatever you're listening to that, that's good I recommend that I listen to worship music a lot but there's sometimes where you need to just let that go and sing your own song. Speak your own words. Because God likes your special card. He loves receiving that. And when you do that, the more you do that, the more I believe it's, it's beyond emotion. It affects your passion for God. 
You know, when I write about my wife, I'm re- I start remembering, oh, here's, what, here's why I love her. You know, I, I, for, I forget sometimes, right? You know, we, we get off track. Things aren't in the right priority. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. He says, seek first the kingdom. What does the word do in our life? It does the same thing in our, in our heads, you know. It's renewing my mind so I have the mind of Christ. So I know, what does God think about something? Here's what he thinks. Here's how God thinks about things. And so if I want to think with his thoughts, I've got to have the word of God active in my mind. You know, it has to be st- stirred up. I encourage you. Get in, get in the Scriptures however you can. Pretend it's like bread for your soul, that you're going to die without it. Because it is. And then obedience. The more you obey, the more you want to obey. You know, when you step out and obey God in something that he's, that's, not, you know, that's not super easy, it gets a little easier the next time, maybe. <laughs> You know, but as you do that, what happens? Your will is being formed under the rule of the king. And so then my will isn't over here and my desires are in the right place. You know, that scripture says, Lord, give me the, you know, I give you the desire. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. The first part is essential for the second. Because my heart's desires, I don't want to trust everything of my desires unless I'm seeking first the kingdom and the king is present. Because if I'm delighted in him, that's seeking first the kingdom, isn't it? And so then my desires are right, so then I can follow my heart. I can't follow my heart wherever it leads. I've been given a new heart, so I don't have to be desperately wicked like it says in Jeremiah 17.9, I believe. You know, I, I do have a new heart. But it's trained in obedience. It's trained to have the right desire in, the, in, in those moments when I obey. So the kingdom is important. And so I feel like the Lord just hit the reset button. Said, hey, kingdom, number one. Number one. It, it's so easy. It's so easy. I'm there with you. It's so easy to just have the kingdom be top five. It really is. I know a difference when I'm seeking first the kingdom. I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference in every area of my life. I'm not distracted as much. I'm not confused as much. I'm not worried as much. I'm not fearful as much. I believe quicker. I pray more easily. Think, you know, I'm more sensitive to not just the Holy Spirit, to probably other people. <laughs> you know, when the kingdom is first. You know, and this kingdom is so good. You know, it's, like, it's not like he's telling us, here's something really, really kind of decent, but you just have to do it anyway. He's like, no, look, this is the kingdom of God. The rule of God, this is, this is the best place and the best person you can be with. This is where the blessing is. This is where the favor is. This is where, this is where all the stuff that really matters is. 
It's in the kingdom, in the presence of the king, as I am working with the king. You know, the passion of the kingdom is worship. The code of the kingdom is obedience. The thinking of the kingdom is his word. The law of the kingdom is love. The power of the kingdom is grace. The communication of the kingdom is prayer. The clothing of the kingdom is humility. The protection of the kingdom is righteousness. The cry of the kingdom is freedom. The atmosphere of the kingdom is peace. The overflow of the kingdom is joy. Who doesn't want that first? Who doesn't want that first in their lives? I want that first. I say, that's good. That is what I want in my life. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So is there any area you need to surrender to the king? Is there any area where he's not first? You know, time is, time is getting short. You know, we were encouraged, if you were at the service of, of precious J.D. Crawford... You know, we shared his last words that the king has one more move. Such a great word. And we'll get copies to... Everybody's been asking me, so we'll, we'll get it to everybody. Just, we'll just pass them out to everybody in Midland or something. Uh, you know, the king has one more move. But I want to I be involved in the kingdom when he's moving. <laughs> I don't want to be on the outside looking in. You know, Jesus says, hey, here's... Here's how you get involved in what the king's doing. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom. Can we just take a second? Can we, uh, can we just let the Lord speak to us right now? Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now. Speak to our hearts. Minister to us. Any, any area of our lives that we need to surrender, we just invite you to bring that up to us right now. Holy Spirit, you're the, you're the chief agent of the kingdom. And we just invite you to minister the presence and the will and the desire of the king right now. seek the benefits of the kingdom first we want to seek you we've got to seek you first then our needs are met Lord my needs are not supreme in your kingdom it's your will your will is supreme in the kingdom so we just surrender Lord we surrender anything that is trying to take your place 
anything that's trying to exalt itself, Lord, we, we say, no, we exalt Thee. We exalt You, O Lord. We're saying, King of kings, I surrender to You. I surrender to You, King of kings. Just surrender. If, if you've got an area that He brought up, you don't have to find one. Just let Him bring it up. Surrender that to Him, Lord. We, we give those things to You this morning. Holy Spirit, we give those things to You. We release control to the king. We release control. We, le- we release expectation. Lord, we release, we let your desires and your will be done. We release doubt to you, God. Help us in our unbelief to trust you as the king. You're good. song that just came into my head so let's can we close with this it's it's this verse right here it's seek first the kingdom of god i'm going to try to sing it but those of you that are old help me out okay seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness And all these things will be added unto you. Alleluia. Alleluia. There we go again. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord thank you jesus Thank you that you're good. You're a good king, God. You're a good king. We want to be with you. We want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to have your heart. We want to have no limits in our lives, no, no boundaries to what you want to do in us and through us, Lord. So we just invite you this fresh year, 2015, God. You're first. What you want is first. You're the king. I'm not the king. You're the king, Lord. I surrender to you. Amen. Amen. Man, that, doesn't it feel peaceful? The, the presence of the kingdom is peace. The atmosphere of the kingdom is peace. I believe that, that we can walk in a peace that, that passes understanding. Uh, go and be blessed. If you, wanna, if you still need prayer, come on up and we'll pray. Um, look forward to seeing you here on Wednesday. <coughs>